This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook, and I'm in the most expensive piece of real estate in Inglewood. Did you know that, Brandon Fugel? I did. $5.5 billion with a $1 billion signage up there, which still blows my mind. And I think the sound is even better than the sights. But we're going to learn something today because we have one of the greatest real estate entrepreneurs, the chairman of Colliers International. Welcome, Brandon Fugel. Hey, it's a pleasure being with you. Well, yeah. a lot of pressure's on me because uh, you come with quite an entourage, let alone a reputation of being a kind person. Oh, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I, I feel like I have the best job in the world, and that is uh, being trusted advisor to countless entrepreneurs and executives and you know, which, key which has rendered you an entrepreneur of the year with EY and so many others uh, for not just your own accomplishment, but empowering others, elevating others that has elevated yourself. Uh, you come from a collective consciousness of people that I know that mm. are abundant, kind, uh, mm. but also extremely intelligent and hardworking. A lot of the characteristics mm. that have determined your success, uh, a lot of our friends have learned at an early age. Some of us had heavier lessons to learn later in the career like me. <laughs> but for you, how has the character journey played out to create such a huge success, not only for you, but for the people that you've empowered? Good question. You know, I, I was fortunate to start my career at age 18, right out of high school, focusing on commercial real estate. And many people ask, well, what drives an 18-year-old to choose a career in commercial real estate? And the answer is actually quite simple. It was the only career path that would afford me the opportunity to work with the captains of industry and to be appropriately licensed and, and have at least the, the potential of, of working with people that were transforming the landscape of our world. That's, that's one thing about commercial real estate is you touch every sector of the economy and I don't care who you are, if you have a business, you have to have a real estate strategy at some point, whether you're coming out of the garage or you're a Fortune 500 company. And so uh, identifying it as, as an ideal career path for me at a young age and then learning that the, that the most important aspect of business is relationships and the power of relationships and, and how you know, relationships and building those um, those trusted connections can propel one's career, but only if you're producing results. You know, you, you have to back that up and be producing value. And you have to continue to do so. You can't be a one hit wonder when it comes to real estate. You have to consistently uh, be on top of the strategy. Yeah, you have to differentiate yourself. You have to figure out what you do best that no one else does. I mean, Aristotle Onassis, the famed shipping magnet once said the secret of success in business is to know something that nobody else knows and as simplistic as that sounds i mean it was it it was very wise uh, one thing i did early on was develop a proprietary database tracking all of the real estate inventory and being able to to develop a crystal ball as it related to what was available in the marketplace and having that key insight that i could share with others and adding value and helping them develop the roadmap for their real estate strategy was a key differentiator. And you and I have a little bit more experience than the average Fortnite game, gamer out there or right. Madden gamer. But one of the things I've learned from 
the esports side of things that I get to deal with, and of course the gaming industry itself. Being from Orange County with Blizzard and so many Activision, so many yeah. other leaders in the space who are also, as you know, heavily involved in real estate and have oh, their yeah. own strategies, which you're probably involved with, um, is the idea of cheat codes. It was really interesting for me as an entrepreneur, as a business consultant and advisor of the analogous situation <laughs> that you just mentioned about in order to be successful, we have to learn these cheat codes know what other people don't know. And some of these most complicated video games are really easy if you have the cheat code to keep right. leveling up. Um, <laughs> when I find so many successful people like you, yeah. it's always a story about those cheat codes. Uh, now, what, taking a step even further removed from building this idea of finding other information that no one else has? Yeah, proprietary intelligence. Proprietary, what are some of the tips that you can give God. young entrepreneurs to today with the technology that exists to find that proprietary information. Well, pick something you love. Uh, I knew you were going to say that, by the that's, way. That's an easy one. Pick something you love and then become the subject matter expert when it comes to that, that topic or that area of focus. Uh, all too often, people kind of settle for just a Cliff Notes version or try to be a, uh, a, a jack of all trades. And what I've found is specialization and really specializing and focusing in on something and becoming a subject matter expert in that field is, is what propels a lot of people into success. And the reason I said I expected you to say that was because of one of my mentors who shocked me in an interview, Bob Parsons, founder of GoDaddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Another great real estate strategist, by the way, that a lot of people may not know that. He said to me, and we were interviewing at the Super Bowl, he said, and he's in his 70s, and you know Bob, right? He says, Dave, you know, if you love what you do, and you can see me on the video, I roll my eyes because I'm ready for, you'll never work another day in your life. I've heard it a million times, <laughs> Bob. But no, aligned with what you're saying, he blew my mind. He said, Dave, if you love what you do, it will tell you all its secrets. If you do it consistently, it will tell you even more secrets. And if you do it long enough, it'll tell you all of its secrets, and it's those secrets that are the differentiator that will create the margins of not just millionaires, but billionaires. So true, <laughs> it's so true. It's and so it's true. so available today, because yes, people are afraid of technology, but it's the technology that gets us from zero to one so much faster than when you and I started oh, our yeah. careers at 18, and we had a dream about knocking on doors yeah. To build relationships. But you, you have to have a platform to be able to distill that knowledge and to be able to draw on that and to be able to organize. Uh, you know, having a database or a you know, contact management database program or some, some way that you're utilizing technology, again, to help you uh, gain a competitive edge is going to make all the difference. I'm asking you a different question than probably what most people would wonder because I look back on my own career, I don't know if you know, but I was heavy in real estate, golf course, ski mountain, sure. commercial, flipping, and also converting uh, apartments to, to condos. Oh yeah. And I lost over a hundred million dollars. Uh, and I know why I lost it. And I'm going to ask you a question. Who today do you ask for help from today? Because people, mm. there's young people going, oh, well, what is Brandon, you know, Brandon need help with? Like, why would he ask anyone? He's the expert, he just gives help. But are you today in a mentor-mentee relationship? Are there people you ask help with in, 
if so, what areas are they giving you help in? Oh, it, it depends on the venture and it depends on whether it's, <clears throat> excuse me, depends on whether it's commercial real estate or entertainment or technology. Uh, in the world of commercial real estate, my mentor currently is a, is a man named Rick Woodbury. He's the chairman of Woodbury Corporation, which is the largest multi-generational uh, family-owned and operated commercial real estate development and uh, management company in the Intermountain West. He's not only a phenomenal uh, professional when it comes to the art of the deal and being able to assess whether to do a deal or not, but he's an extraordinary human being. His judgment, his, his ability to size up opportunities and more than that, size up people and, and situations is something that I've really come to appreciate. I, I look to him and his example, the way he treats other people, the way he, uh, the way he operates with integrity as a, as a real benchmark and, and, and a key part of mentorship. And you, beyond that type of mentorship, also uh, have a great reconciliation between making money, which is actually, for those experts, the easy part of real estate, but to incorporate it into a compassionate, capitalistic perspective right. of helping a lot of people and having a lot of fun. So you have these unique properties in Utah. I know here in California off the 15, um, also in Hawaii, Right. You know, what are some of the aspects that you look at in order to not only be a great strategist when it comes to making money with real estate, which is usually people who are good with math can figure that out, right? but to incorporate the compassionate capitalist that you are to yeah. help so many people and create these environments, facilities, et cetera, that people can really enjoy and create happiness, fun, and abundance. Uh, I see owning real estate as a stewardship. Uh, it's more than ownership. And when you, when you start looking at it as a trusted stewardship in the community, uh, it, it takes on a different complexion. I mean, we have a project in Hawaii, you know, 1,200 acres on the North Shore of Oahu, an agricultural project where we are returning private ownership to the local community and preserving the environment. In fact, we have a reforestation effort that is uh, replanting indigenous species and plant life to the area. And, and I think will be a legacy project for decades, uh, if not hundreds of years to come. I think seeing commercial real estate not only as a vehicle for changing the skyline of our communities or improving the skyline of our communities, but also wise stewardship and, and using wise principles in approaching the way that we we are you know, serving the community and, and having these signature projects add value, whether it be you know, in the workplace, you know, where people live, where they shop, where they recreate, or where they grow food, where they're looking to sustain themselves and their families. I think it's, uh, it's exciting. Very exciting, and you do incorporate the environmental sustainability all that other people aspire to be and the size scope and scale of your projects and the people involved become icons uh, for a new trajectory for people that yeah. you know creating less limitations yeah. uh, to what people believe in and 
you know, throughout history, the greatest real estate magnets, the greatest real estate executives in the world have all been visionaries. And our government, believe it or not, a lot of people don't know this because I have I come from a law background. And I always said the reason I right. wanted to get involved with real estate is the Constitution itself was meant for one reason, to protect the landowner. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I want to get behind that which is protected or incorporated within the context of our mission as a country. Uh, and there's so many aspects, tax-wise, as well as uh, investment advantages, et cetera, that help us with real estate. Last question. You probably get pitched or are aware of more real estate projects than anyone maybe in our country or the world, chairman of Colliers International. What's one project that you're most excited about for your future? Boy, you know, there's so many projects right now that are adding value to the communities that they're located in and they serve. Uh, perhaps my most unique project by a long shot would be a, uh, a 512 acre piece of property that I acquired in Northeastern Utah known as Skinwalker Ranch. It is without question the most unique piece of real estate in the country and I was told by Google that last year it was the most searched landmark in the United States. Wow. Um, I acquired it from uh, billionaire Bob Bigelow out of Las Vegas who made his fortune in hospitality uh, and learned that it was part of a Pentagon funded black budget program dealing <laughs> with uh, okay, well. dealing with the uh, the paranormal. In fact that may be it's who knows? A that clue. could That's be a, an alien. That could be a visitor. Um, but uh, no, the funny thing is to take a piece of property with a very mysterious and intriguing history, and to uh, yeah, someone swat. Will someone kill that thing? <laughs> At least we got it on camera. I tried not. I tried not to flinch. We, I tried not to flinch until it was on we, my head. We all suffered through that. Yeah. Okay. That's why I don't do these live. That's okay. Well, no <laughs> Every worries. Every once in a while. We can back it up. Yeah. So, I, so I'll back it rent. up. I'll say, um, we still okay on audio? And oh, whatnot? yeah, we're good. I would say um, the most unique real estate project that I've had the privilege of working on over the course of the last few years happens to be a 512-acre piece of property in northeastern Utah known as Skinwalker Ranch. I acquired the property secretly from an elusive billionaire out of Las Vegas named Robert Bigelow back in 2016 and uh, quickly learned that it was part of a Pentagon-funded black budget program in previous years studying the UFO phenomena, bizarre cattle mutilations, <laughs> and high strangeness. You could say it's the most unique piece of property on the planet and according to Google last year is the most searched landmark in the United States. It was probably my wife searching 10 times a day. There you go. She's so interested in that. Now, it's, it's been an incredible journey. And to take a scientific research project and making it public and allowing the public to see through a docu-series lens the, the ongoing efforts on this very unique piece of real estate has been an interesting chapter in my history. And, and I think we're just getting warmed up. Uh, as much as it's only a small part of what I focus on, it seems to, at least at the moment, command the most attention on a national and global basis. Well, I thought that this place would be searched more than the Skinwalker Ranch, but now that I know the background history and interest in Skinwalker Ranch, I can see why SoFi is second 
to Skinwalker, even oh. here in Inglewood. That's incredible. Well, when you have congressional hearings, You're right. you know, it's, you know, highly ranked intelligence officials and coming tons forward. of TikTok videos. Let's be uh, honest. We know what drives traffic. Well, and it's all the great content that's created about it. And it's, I'm that's personally correct. extremely interested, but more interested in the legacy that you're creating. Yeah. Uh, one in which is here to elevate others, one here to empower others. One, like I said, of a person of character and kindness, oh. a rare combination of entrepreneurship. This is why you're honored in so many different well ways in so many different places. I'm blessed to have you here. I'm looking oh. forward to building a relationship uh, with you, uh, the incredible work that you're doing. I love to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And I myself am always looking for mentors like you that can teach me how to do just that even better. An incredible interview, a playbook to success that we haven't seen. We've even had some unique visitors here yeah, at SoFi on right. the podcast. <laughs> Brandon Fugel, thank you so much for joining me. This is David Meltzer, live at SoFi Stadium with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook. Thank you so much. Thank you.